Hi, it's Orion and Seja here, and um, today we're going to talk about um, our broken medical system. I've noticed that there can be quite a bit of disconnect between the patient and the doctor, and our goal today is really to bring the expectations from both sides, from the doctor and the patient, into alignment so that when you see your doctor, you're working towards the same goal um, for your treatment. I thought maybe we can also shed some light on how the current system is primed or not to help women with recurrent urinary tract infections. And so let's start from the very beginning. Or what did you think your practice was going to look like when deciding to become a urologist? I think for anyone going into medical school, becoming a physician, the goal and the hope is that they're going to make a impact, an important impact in people's life, whatever they choose. And obviously interest in research, interest in learning about the body, um, curiosity. When I went into medical school, there was this somewhat naivete based on not knowing the healthcare system that it would be all patient care without the bureaucracy, and that's not the case. Right. I, I don't think uh, everybody understands how much of a role bureaucracy plays in every day's life of a physician. For example, it takes, I guess, 15, 20 minutes extra after you've seen a patient to document everything about that visit so to make sure that that visit will be appropriately billed for and paid for by an insurance company on top of that liability is probably one of the most important factors in how the physicians make a decision right uh, whenever it comes to a clinical decision we think the doctor only thinks about you know what what are the symptoms what's the best treatment what should we try unfortunately there is another layer of concern here is what can i offer or what kind of uh, guidelines should i follow so that if this patient sues me in the future um, i'm i have the best case to protect myself yeah um, definitely that is always there um there's even now courses on dealing with um, litigations just because, again, that's um, such a common thing. I wanted to bring up the point, though, that you mentioned within the guidelines. You're exactly right. And unfortunately, a lot of healthcare is just staying within the guidelines and actually reactionary medicine because of fear of litigation, which is unfortunate as well. But another thing that you mentioned is within staying within the guidelines and I wanted to um, point out is even these guidelines, because it takes so much time for new research to be reviewed and to be looked at by the experts, um, I was just double checking again, but the most recent guidelines on treating UTI is from 2011, and the new update is still pending. So much research on the microbiome, on health, on nutrition, all of these things has come up and we're still in 2011 and yes obviously there are doctors who are going to step out of that guideline because they're staying up to date but you know if you want to be within the guidelines and if you're concerned about someone suing you because you're outside of the guidelines then it's hard to really kind of think out outside of the box with bureaucratic you know restraints and all of those things so that's also something to think about and I think another thing that um, is so frustrating for patients is uh, you wait sometimes weeks to see a specialist, then you wait again in the lobby, and then finally you get to see your doctor after the doctor comes in, and then they are out in 15 minutes later, the visit is over. 
And something that patients don't really realize, and I don't know how helpful this to know, is that physicians don't really manage their own schedule, right, Ari? So it definitely varies widely depending on where you work. Um, we don't need to go into all of the details, but you know, depending on what type of um, physician, if you're employed, if you have your own practice, but you have to typically see a certain number of um, patients. You know, lower side is maybe 20. Some people remember clinics where we had 60 patients a day. So you're right, it will be, it can be several minutes maybe to see that doctor because that doctor is going from you know patient to patient and has to see them between eight to five or whatever the um, hours are, um, doesn't necessarily get a lunch break. And you know, in between that is documenting, you know, what he or she did between those cases. So it is unfortunately our system where it's can't, it is very rushed and there is not a lot of time for nuance. And that's a disconnect because you're living, you know, with this issue for the last 20, 30, 50 more years and you have five to 10 minutes to lay all of that information to, to a person. And that's obviously not conducive to a great outcome. One thing that is helpful for both uh, doctor and patient is really coming in with a specific goal in mind. Having that specific goal you want in terms of um, treating your UTIs and having the information and documentation to back that up so that whether that's your medical records, your past um, UTI uh, treatments, your past cultures, all of those things, as soon as you see that doctor, you're very focused on what your goals are and moving forward to that rather than sifting through all of this information that takes too much um, out of the short period of time that you have. Right. That's why it's so helpful to bring somebody else with you who could be your patient advocate and remain cold-headed during that type of a short visit. Ask clarifying questions or bring up important details that you might forget. Another thing that I wanted to mention is that whenever you choose a urologist, um, not all urologists are created equally. <laughs> so there are different specializations within urology and it's always useful to find out before you book this, this appointment because sometimes it takes so long to get a visit with a specialist to find out what kind of practice focus this particular urologist has. Um, even better though would be to see a urogynecologist. So these physicians deal primarily with the the spectrum between urology and gynecology, but deal a lot with pelvic floor dysfunction. So they technically don't only see females, they can actually see men. So men with recurrent UTIs can be helped by these physicians as well, but they will be the ones who are more up to date on the newer research in regard to recurrent UTIs, the newer tests that are available, and also interpreting those tests, which can be actually very complicated <laughs> for physicians to do. Right, and would be our more likely probably to do a vaginal swab to see what's going on and understand understand the vaginal flora better and how it impacts your bladder flora. Since we mentioned earlier how physicians are, in the most cases, trying to follow guidelines and don't really want to 
suggest any creative solutions outside of the existing guidelines. If you happen to spend a lot of time researching your own issue and you have some theories and ideas about what exactly is happening with your body and you'd like, and maybe you even have some solutions or ideas how to solve the issues that you want, you like you want a particular type of antibiotic for that long of a time, or you want to try natural stuff and for this much time, or combine this and that and whatnot. So if you have these theories and ideas about your own body, which if you are a chronically ill person, you probably do, and that's great to, to have your own research, bring it in and specifically request a physician to go along with you so that they have it on record and they're more likely to, you know, uh, review your ideas and allow you to, um, to, to try this type of solutions, right? Yeah, I agree. I think it always shows that the patient is, one, is someone who is going to be thoughtful and listen and be engaged in their care if they're coming in with research or information about a specific medication or natural um, treatment because they obviously care about their, their course. I think and I don't want to denigrate other um, others that can't or aren't able to do that. But when you see that level of commitment um, from a patient, I think that encourages the physician actually to do exactly what you said, saying step outside the guidelines because this patient has really thought about it and is really going to be committed to following through on whatever the um, whatever the goal is. And I think it's completely fine to educate your urologist or other physician. If you obviously are living through recurrent UTIs, you have a vested interest in keeping up to date and keeping up to the newest technologies. And like I said, if you have you know, the urologist who rarely sees um, people with recurrent UTIs, you can educate them and maybe you can also go forward to um, another urologist eventually, but you can educate that urologist so for the next patient or for you um, later in your care will have um, a better outcome. Right, so to summarize, uh, book with a urogynecologist instead of a general urologist if you can, organize and bring your medical records, bring relevant research and treatment or test ideas that you'd like to discuss with the specialist and bring a patient advocate so somebody who can take notes and ask questions uh, all right well that's been very informative and i think uh, super actionable so if you guys planning a visit or know somebody who is planning not necessarily a visit to a urologist uh, you can definitely forward them this episode yeah yeah i hope this helps and we'll see you on the next episode